If you have to list women of color who mind their business and live their own lives and your argument about why can't I do that, then your argument is baseless, right? So go ahead and use that spirit animal Lizzo who you love to claim as your spirit animal and find that bad bitch deep inside of you and do it without anybody's permission. You're listening to Social Misfit. What's going on, Misfit? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? What's up? What's going on? It's another episode of the Social Misfit Podcast with me, your friend in your head, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If if, if we're keeping our friendship to our head, then I'm your friend. Because I, I can't take on no more responsibilities of being someone's friend right now in these very, very trying times. And I think we all realize that we have some friends. We're like, we can only be friends when shit's good. Because when shit is crazy outside, we can be friends. Because some of y'all are crazy. What's up? I know it's been a while. I don't really have any excuse other than the fact that I actually was working. Um... I was working, I've been doing a lot of stuff. If you're watching the video, which you can see if you sign up to my Patreon page, um, I have on a full face of makeup, which is funny because I posted a video this week about why are women wearing full faces of makeup. However, I have this makeup on because I was doing a job. I had to record something today for this great website and when it comes out, you'll see it. Um, so I was like, let me not waste this makeup because I am being a responsible, self-isolating person. And you have to manage your resources. And I know blush and baby powder goes a very long way, but still in my mind, I'm trying to save the planet. All right. Um, I hope you're doing well. And I just wanted to say that, uh, remember a couple episodes ago when I said that I would be giving $50 to six people if they needed it for groceries? Well, only one person hit me up about it. That means I have a very uh, financially stable group of folks who mess with me. What's up? Financially secure folks. But for anybody who is going through a hard time right now, I'm still giving away $50. Um, I have five slots left, five slots left. So if you are in need for some groceries, hit me up, okay? Just DM me or send me an email. Uh, listen, I don't post anybody's business. It's not about some fake celebrity shit. I, I mean, uh, I don't consider myself a celebrity, but you know what I'm saying? Like when people be like, I did this and here's the camera rolling. Like, oh, so-and-so gave so- this homeless person $100 with cameras rolling. Like I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not that type of person. So if you need anything, hit me up. I got five people left who can get $50 for groceries or whatever you need. I'm not asking questions. If you want to buy condoms, if you want to subscribe to people's OnlyFans because you are a connoisseur of sex work, um, then fine. No questions asked right? Okay. I have a list. I have a list today of the things that we're going to be talking about. And I'm not even going to tell you the full thing, but I'm just going to tell you my bullet points. So you know what to look forward to, right? So this is like, if I had like a really good, like graphics person in the video, I would like say the things and they would list them off. I've tried to do this before. I'll see how I feel in the editing process. Maybe it'll make it to the screen. Probably won't. Um, just being realistic and optimistic at the same time. Because the worst thing is to like get your hopes up high about something and then you be like, damn, I really got to fucking make it happen. And it's hard. Okay. So 
my list of this episode's topics are iCloud, 182, Lana, and Meet. All right. We're going to start from the top. So I have an iPhone. I've had an iPhone for a couple years now and my iCloud is full. And it's really funny because around the time when my iCloud started becoming full for my phone, my iCloud, um, my Dropbox got full all of a sudden, my Gmail, one of my Gmail accounts got full and everybody started hitting me up. Everybody started hitting me up talking about, well, if you want to, if you want us to give you your stuff back, you need to increase your, your, uh, your data for the storage. And I'm like, (sighs) Like, I mean, now I got to start really thinking about like, well, what is all the things that I really need? Like, do I really need that photo of me and my grandmother on her 82nd birthday? I mean, can I just let that go to auction? You know what I'm talking about? You know, that show, um, what is it called when they would auction on people? Storage Hunters. You know what Storage Hunters is. It was a show and I think it came on like T True TV. Okay. And it was from 2011 to 2014. And apparently they had like over 73 episodes because it was always on television. And it was really crazy to me that people was really excited to see who, what, like what memorabilia family heirlooms folks were just discovering and cashing in. And you know what? Now that I think about Storage Hunters, It really encapsulates the American mentality of manifest destiny. And I really uh, had this thought, like I actually looked up because I kept hearing like manifest destiny a couple years ago. And I was like, what does that really mean? And then it basically was like when the early settlers were making their way from the East Coast across the plains and killing all the Native Americans onto gold in the West, that their mantra for that that genocide walk of the states was to be like manifest destiny. Like God wants us to take this. That's why he brought us here. And so when you think about that, I feel like that, uh, that manifest, no pun intended into other aspects of American life. And so when you watch a show like storage hunters and you have these people who so, so happen to have the financial means to bid on a storage unit blindly, not knowing what's in it. And then they turn around and take whatever's in it, which doesn't belong to them, right? It belongs to some some family or some veteran or some mother or whoever, like a regular everyday person who needed to store their stuff. And because this other person comes in with money, they get to take your life's memories, right? And then sell them for a profit. So yeah, storage hunters. So that's how I felt. I felt uh, like emotionally, I felt like, iCloud and Dropbox and Google was like running me for my money. Like, can we all just get along and and have, you know, equal, equal cloud space? Cause you know, that's going to be the next, that's going to be the next fight. The next fight is not going to be real estate. It's going to be cloud space. Yeah. See, first you start with cloud space and then it's going to be like people fighting to um, have a certain amount of like cloud real estate, probably with like different download and upload speeds, right? Depending on what your financial bracket is. And then after the cloud fight is going to be the whole conversation of just like, well, why can't I just store everything on me? Why can't I just keep all my data on me? And then the next thing you know, we have stacks in the back of our neck and then you'll have, you know, uh, what's her name? Simone Missick chasing you down because she's a bounty hunter with your head on her list. That's the second season summary of 
Altered Carbon on Netflix. I've been watching a lot of sci-fi. But anyway, so iCloud. So my phone won't back up. I've been shook down by Dropbox and Google. And of course, I updated all my stuff. But I was like, you know what? I'm not upgrading my iCloud. I be damned, Apple. I be damned. And also, I kind of really don't want like all of my stuff to be so linear, meaning like I don't want my iPhone to be only connected to my iCloud because if anything happens, like it's just a shit show. So um, I was like, I'm not going to do it. So now today, because I was frustrated with like trying to figure out how to get all this stuff done, the only way really to like get all your stuff off of iCloud, like the full actual, I'm sorry, I'm adjusting my pants, my leggings. I got to stop calling leggings pants because then I really, that's a slippery slope. I have to acknowledge that they are not in fact pants. They are leggings. They're not the same. And I need to have a certain level of uh, respect for pants because once I lose respect for pants, I may never wear them again. Anyway. Um, so focus. Yes, I smoked before this episode, but definitely not the stuff that I smoked last episode that I had to recover like three or four days from that. I mean, it was nuts. So I was determined not to give Apple any more money. And now I had to figure out a way to download my original photos and videos from the cloud, store them on an external hard drive so that I can make space on my iCloud. And the only way to do that is a two-step process. You have to log into iCloud.com and then you can click on the photos and then highlight the photos. You're only allowed slash videos. You're only allowed to select a thousand at a time. You can only download them to your direct hard drive, your computer. And then once they are downloaded as a zip folder in your download folder on your actual computer, then you have to drag it to your external. So that's what I've been doing today. So I think that's highway robbery, Apple. You know, y'all could zip, zap, zoop this thing really, really fast, but you don't want to because you're trifling. Because you're trifling. You are trifling. Okay, iCloud, check that off. First two stories are like updating you about me. And then the second two are things that are happening in the news that I just felt compelled to speak about. I was going to say like, put on makeup, but really I was putting on makeup for something else. So it wasn't about this anyway. <laughs> okay. 182 doesn't mean anything to you, but it means a whole hell of a lot to me. 182 or 182 is how much I was approved for unemployment this week. $182 a week. And everybody is saying, oh, no, 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 but you're supposed to get that extra $600 because you are self-employed and they say that you automatically get it. Well, I'm going to have to wait and see because there's nothing in the many web pages uh, that I searched that said exactly what you're supposed to get if you get that $600. Like there's nothing that there's no other indicator like invoice that says 182 plus $600. But it got me to thinking about this $600 because it's like... I'm upset that I'm only getting $182, not a not because of the money, which is of course the main point, but because of the symbolism. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm self-employed. I've had my own company, Hilliard Media, since 2011 or 12. And I really 
pay a lot of taxes. Like, I don't even want to sugarcoat it. Like, I've been paying thousands of dollars in taxes for at least the last five or six years. I have not seen a return in a very long time. And I used to know what that joy felt like. Ooh, I'm about to get a tax return. Like I remember one year, it was actually like right before the last presidential election. And I was sitting at home and it was maybe like two or three days before. And I knew that I had taxes to pay. And I was like, you know, what? let me just pay them all in one full swoop. I had the money. I paid it. And then as soon as I hit send and I saw $8,000 just vanish, something said, bitch, why did you do that? Like, if he becomes president, you really going to be paying your taxes? And I was like, fuck, damn, why did I do that? So anyway, I've been paying taxes. So to know that I pay so much in taxes, right? And then for them to come back, knowing that I'm self-employed, showing my proof of income, all of that stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, 182. Oh no, no, no. But don't worry. We got the $600. It's like, see, that's the okie doke y'all. That's the okie doke. Because if you were only to get $182, you would complain and you would make sure that they would adjust your shit. You would show them more proof of income and, and they would have to adjust your shit. Right. Or they don't, but whatever, but at least more people would fight that 182. But if you're getting 182 and then you know that you have $600 coming anyway on top of that, you will be less likely to fight about the 182. So instead of them having to pay you 504 a week, I think the max is like 504 a week, which I've always gotten a max when I was unemployed before, when I was a journalist and I was unemployed for like 10 months, I was getting like um, the highest, like four, I think it was like probably like 457 or maybe 504, but whatever I was getting that then. So if you were, instead of paying people 182 plus 600 and pacifying them, and, and now you have to pay them the full 504 plus that 600 on top, that's a lot of fucking money. So it's a game y'all. Well, let me not say it like that. I don't know if it's a game. I'm just, It just rolled off my tongue, but I want to be accountable for my actions. So I'm not going to say that it's a game or conspiracy, but I do think it's kind of fishy. I do think it's kind of fishy how now all of a sudden everybody's just going to get the $600, no questions asked, but then you're giving people a lower weekly unemployment rate when they're supposed to be self-employed and paying a lot of taxes. Like if you're self-employed, you pay a lot of taxes and then you have to do your projected taxes and you can pay it quarterly or annually. And it's like, I'm paying projected taxes on money I didn't even get yet. Like, do you understand? It's hogwash. I don't know why I said hogwash, but it's hogwash. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not cool. I don't like it at all. All right. 182. And yes, I'm probably going to dispute my, um, I don't even know what it's called, whatever, your, my allowance. <laughs> I may dispute my unemployment um, number. I mean, I'm definitely going to dispute it. But I also want to make sure that like I have my shit together because the last thing I need is for them to be like, oh, well, we need to see your tax returns. And the next thing you know, they done call their folks at the tax office like, yo, this chick Chloe is causing problems. So we want you to go ahead and do what you need to do. Put that hammer down. And I'm like, fuck, then I really will be on OnlyFans trying to come up with my tax installment payment money. All right. Moving on to popular culture. This plays right into the purpose of this show, which was to dissect people's social media posts, right? 
And so this week's social media post comes from Lana Del Rey. Lana, in your absence, would you mind if I read your social media post? Of course, darling, go ahead. I feel like she tries to talk all smoky and smoldery like Marilyn Monroe. I'm going to try and read it like her, okay? Question for the culture. Now that Doja Cat, Ariana, Camilla, Cardi B, Kalani, and Nicki Minaj and Beyonce have had number ones with songs about being sexy, wearing no clothes, fucking, cheating, etc. Can I please go back to singing about being embodied, feeling beautiful by being in love, even if that relationship is not perfect or dancing for money or whatever I want without being crucified or saying that I'm glamorizing abuse? Six question marks. I'm fed up with this female writers and alt singers saying that I glamorize abuse when in reality, I'm just a glamorous person singing about the realities of what we all are now seeing are very prevalent, emotionally abusive relationships all over the world. With all of the topics women are finally allowed to explore, I just want to say over the last 10 years, I think it's pathetic that my minor lyrical exploration detailing my sometimes submissive or passive roles in my relationships has often made people say I've set women back hundreds of years. Okay. Um fast forward, fast forward. I've been honest and optimistic about the challenging relationships I've had. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. This is, it's a, it's a picture of a typewritten, typewritten letter. Okay. Now this is the gag. This is the gag. Okay. So you heard all of that. I'll be detailing some of my feelings in my next two books of poetry with Simon and Schuster. Yes, I'm still making personal reparations with the proceeds of the books to my choice of Native American foundations, which I'm very happy about. And I'm sure there will be things of what I've been pondering in my new album that comes out September 5th. Thanks for reading. Happy quarantining. And then the first thing she writes in the comments is, to be clear, because I know you love to twist things. I fucking love these singers and know them. That is why I mentioned them. I would also like to have some of the same freedom of expression without judgment of, of hysteria. There you go. Okay, Lana, let me take a deep breath because you done wore me out. Lana, this is very Karen, very Karen-like behavior, okay? The entitlement just like oozes through my computer screen. The victimization just cries from my computer camera. The the shameless promotion, okay, is filling up my iCloud as we speak. You don't even understand why what you said is problematic. And it's problematic because... Far too often, white women want to act like they need permission to be themselves. But the real thing is, 
you're saying that you need permission to be the contrary version of what a white woman is supposed to be. So whenever a white woman is keeping in line with what the white woman motive is, then she don't need to ask nobody no questions. That's when she want to talk to the manager. That's why she want to file a report. That's why she want to scold people that has nothing to do with her life. She's entitled. She knows that she thrives there. But the moment she wants to take a little turn, take a little turn out of that lane and do something that most white women aren't doing, right? Standing up for themselves, being vocal, being sexually charged, all that stuff. Then it's like, can 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 I have your permission to do this thing that I want to do anyway? It's like, stop acting like you need permission. That's not, that's not the game we playing. Like if you have to list women of color who mind their business and live their own lives and your argument about why can't I do that, then your argument is baseless, right? So go ahead and use that spirit animal Lizzo who you love to claim as your spirit animal and find that bad bitch deep inside of you and do it without anybody's permission. Like I don't understand what the problem is. Why would you even need to bring up all of those women of color to to justify you wanting to do your sappy love abusive relationship lyrics? And not to mention, no one was talking about you. Like, like now I know it's calculated because no one was talking about you. But you use the moment of the the, the two teams of Nicki Minaj and, and Meg Thee Stallion, Beyonce and Doja Cat. I know I got them mixed up, but you use those four women having the number one and number two spot on the billboard charts to all of a sudden point the attention to you. Very caring, like, hey, y'all, come look me. Come look over here. Me. Come, come, come. Come look, 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 I know, I know you want to say you a savage and you want to say so, but I mean, I, I need some of this attention. Like that's literally what you just did. And then you're going to piggyback it by plugging your two books and new album. Like girl, if you don't get the entire injected lip fuck out of here, like Lana, you just doing way too much. And this is why we don't like you. Like the women like you, we don't like you. Because you just don't know how to sit down, work on your own work, and make a way for yourself. You got to involve everybody. You know what it's like? It's like it's like when you see a person drowning, right? And I'm not saying that white women are drowning, but I'm just saying like the care mentality is to like get into a pool of water that may only be four feet, but panic. And then as you're panicking and your feet are flailing, flailing around and you're not touching the bottom, right? Because you've con- convinced yourself that it's like 10 feet deep, even though it's four feet deep. So you go into the pool that's four feet deep. You start flailing around. You have a panic attack. You start crying. Next thing you know, you're just grabbing on people, right? You're just grabbing on people so you cannot sink, not not drown. And you're just dragging everybody down as you're trying to make your way out. And then all of a sudden, somebody's like, bitch, you know, that's only four feet. And then you stand up and you're like, ah, I'm sorry, guys. My bad. I'm totally having a bad day. Like, stop trying to drown us. Stop trying to drown us. You didn't need to bring up those women of color. Like, it, I, and also, I mean, don't act like you don't know that the world revolves differently. Like we, we, we black women and, and brown women, we operate by a different set of rules when it comes to public decorum and our expectations. Like they done dragged our names so far in the dirt that there's nothing that we can do that they can turn their nose up now because according to them, we done done it all. 
So you got to, you got to lay the groundwork. You got to go ahead and go out there and kick down the door so that more, um, women who change their names, such as you and put in lip injections and, and tease their hair to make it look fuller and get this like exotic identity and whisper in the microphone so that though all them hosts can come up behind you too. And then you'll be competing with them because you'll all be interchangeable because you're manufactured. Come on, Lana. We don't have time for this. Like we don't have time for this, Lana. Come on, girl. You should have known better. You should know better. All right. We're going to do one more topic. I have to get my prop. All right. We've come to the last topic of the episode. So this morning I was on Twitter and I saw the end of meat is here trending, right? And of course I clicked on it because I'm like, what, of course, what is this weird trending thing? And what it is, is an opinion piece in the New York Times came out today. And basically the person who wrote it, Jonathan Safran Foyer, said, if you care about the working poor, about racial justice, and about climate change, you have to stop eating animals. And I couldn't agree more. And so I wanted to read part of my book, F Your Diet, to just kind of illuminate what this means. Because I think everyone's knee-jerk reaction is to say, I'm American, I can do what I want. Who's going to tell me how to eat? And we've been eating meat for a thousand years. And all of a sudden you want us to stop eating meat? I think you are missing, right, the point. Because that person that says those things doesn't care about the working board, doesn't care about racial justice, and definitely doesn't care about climate change and thinks it's a hoax. Okay, so you know I'm talking about a very specific person. But there's even people who do care about one of those three things who will still like, you know, fight you tooth and nail, fork and knife over their right to eat meat. So I just want to read a little something. Okay. I'm not saying everyone should give up meat, but we eat way too much of it for a society of people who sit in cubicles all day. The ancient Egyptians built the Great Pyramids and didn't eat a third of the meat we eat now. Fun fact, Egyptian laborers ate two meals a day, including bread and beer. Get ready to gag. The average American will eat approximately 265 pounds of meat a year. America is the world's biggest meat producer, exporter, and consumer. It's estimated that over 9 billion animals were slaughtered in the U.S. last year and around the world, approximately 70 billion farm animals are raised for the plate each year. So when you think about that, you have to understand that mass production of meat for consumption by humans is detrimental to the planet. There's so many carbon emissions. There's so many air quality issues. Also, because these animals are forced to grow in such terrible conditions and in such a short period of time from in, from birth to slaughterhouse, they're, in, in, they're injected with so many antibiotics, right? And these antibiotics are to make sure that they don't get sick and die in the pens or farms that they're housed in because they're so close, they're so dirty, there's mud and shit everywhere, literally everywhere. And so what happens is, and this is the thing that people really don't understand, is that when you ingest meat that has been fed antibodies over a period of time, you, your human body, will also create those antibodies. So when a germ comes around, say like the coronavirus, right? Is that right? Well, yeah, 
Yeah, like the coronavirus. So so when a vi- so then all of a sudden when a virus comes around, depending on all of the things that your body has been exposed to, your body might not be able to fight that thing. And this also really hits home for me because I was diagnosed with MRSA and my body was not able to fight it naturally. And a lot of the antibiotics that I received did not work because my body had built up a resistance. And also the bacteria had a resistance to all of these antibiotics. So that's a big thing that we don't think about when you think about all of the illnesses that people have and all these incurable diseases that pop up and all of these or bacterias and viral infections that mutate, a lot of that stuff we can't really fight because we've been eating this meat that's been drugged. It's very complicated and I'm not in the best like state to like break it down as clearly and concisely as I could do it. But if you just research meat, GMO, antibacterial resistance, you'll see what I'm talking about. So think about that the next time you go out and get 10 pounds of pork chops or whatever the hell you do. And also think about the world that you want your kids or your legacy to live in. And whenever you do look at sci-fi movies, they're not eating a bunch of meat like that. No, they eating tablets and and porridge and shit. Like you don't see, I mean, I know sci-fi isn't indicative of like real life, but I do feel like sci-fi is a part based in reality where someone is able to look at the trajectory that we're on and be like, I guess it's going to be like this in like 50, 60 years. So just cut back on the meat. Okay. And, and yes, Americans and humans have been eating meat forever, but not at the sheer volume that we eat meat now. Okay. And also the meat is so much bigger and just manufactured than the meat that our parents ate. So it does different things to your body. That's just number one. And number two, it is messing up the planet because it's just too much production, too much production. And think about it now because of the coronavirus, there's so many animals that are being killed and disposed of because they don't have human beings there to kill them and slaughter them and package and drive them to the grocery store. So you're wasting all of these animals anyway, because you can't get it to the people. So we should scale back, just start to scale back, just do it for your your own health. Okay. And stop thinking that somebody's trying to deprive you of something. We just want you to live and be healthier. And we also want the planet to heal and be better as well. So stop being selfish. Okay. Men can be Karens too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been another episode of social misfit podcast with me, Chloe Hilliard. Thank you so much for watching. I appreciate each and every one of you. If you like to watch this video, you can catch it on my Patreon page. It is not expensive at all. Um, I'm still doing every Fridays while we're here in self-isolation in New York City on Instagram Live with Yamanika's Fridays. We're only doing Fridays, not Monday, but only Fridays at 10 p.m. And, you know, I'm kind of do some more fun stuff and figure out, you know, how to utilize my time and be productive without being a Karen. So I hope you find that same piece as well. Take care, everybody. 